something about ponytail your ponytail oh. was ponytailing i'm just saying. <laughs> thank you girl i'm so glad that chicago wind didn't get it i'm just saying Ooh, a couple of close is, calls couple of close calls but <laughs> that that if if you wanted to be a ponytail yours is one that bears some recognition some honor there are other ponytails that are uh, laying at your ponytail's feet there's a lot <laughs> happening here that ponytail was cute girl thank you nothing like a good hairstyle Mm -hmm. that flatters your face and accentuates your outfit and just makes you show up in the room like you need to be showing up in the room you are so stunning gorgeous leg out lace pantyhose I saw Ooh. you, sis. I saw, I saw that Listen. little, I saw that little leg with a little thigh, a little thigh section. <laughs> <laughs> it was Listen. out in the woods. It was out in the woods. Sis, I'm still living on the curl pattern live experience. Let me tell you, Chicago, you did not disappoint. As they saying now, you owe me nothing. Yes. We had a fantastic time. Sis, you are a superstar. You really are. I enjoyed watching you express yourself in this way. I was, you know, I was waiting for whiskey lips. I understand you couldn't do the whole album, <laughs> but, um, you know, save some for me. That's my jam. I just, I, I just enjoyed it. I really had a good time. It felt good to be out of the house. Mm. I love the fact that your, your COVID protocols was tight. Otherwise, we wouldn't have been doing nothing. Show but, enough. you know, that was show enough appreciated as a guest who is quite careful and cautious. I appreciated that. Money was raised for the emergency and unplanned services for the mm. Henry Williams Love Foundation. Mm-hmm. The food was absolutely slamming Mm -hmm. I just I think I got caught up in trying to be polite I wish I'd have made myself several little snacks to take on back to the hotel Mm -hmm. oh the hotel lord have mercy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sis see me with Pisces oh hey y'all welcome to the Pisces (laughs) life (laughs) peace and blessings beautiful people we listen hello this is our holiday edition in between the week of new year's and christmas christmas and new year's listen i don't know if we're coming or going yet all right Mm. in this pandemic but we want to welcome you we're just having a quick how to do wrapping up this new year and coming into or wrapping up the old year coming into the new one but baby the curl pattern lies That energy at this time, taking that into the new year, creative, being around the band, uh, girl, and the Sophie Hotel in Hyde Park, we thank you for your service. Yes, absolutely. You were excellent with uh, the care to the attention. I mean, they were clean, clean, sis. Yes, yes. Clean, clean. Clean, clean, yes. Normally, when people are coming into town uh, of the friendly variety, um, they can stay at, at the house. But of course, it's COVID. So, yes. of course, we tend to put the folks up at the Sophie. If you're coming to visit me, you get put up at the Sophie. Shout out to the Sophie Hotel in Hyde Park. It is a community gym. It sits in the middle of a, a really racially uh, and ethnically diverse community. Yes. All types of wonderful little shops and yes food food and all types of things so a lot of people come to Chicago they stay downtown and get that experience and certainly that is nice but I always like to offer a community-based experience so that you get to be with the regular people and get to see the the charm uh and how special some of these neighborhoods in Chicago are we have such a poor rap in the world for being violent and all these other things that they talk about uh, our town for. And some of that is true, but I think it's true everywhere, depending upon where you live at. Right. But I try to offer a different lens 
for people who are visiting. And I like the Sophie Hotel. I love the Messner uh, Bar yes. next to the Sophie Hotel. Yes, I had a great meal there. I want to give a special shout out to to the front office supervisor, Miss Meredith. Yes. Miss Meredith, sweetheart, I mean to tell you, honey, I thank you so much, sis. I didn't put this in my TripAdvisor review because I was too shame at that first. But honey, I don't know if it was my nerves, my anxiety, what had kicked up, but I got, oh, just toe down, sick all of a sudden in my little room, my little, I just felt like, or I might faint a little oh, bit. Oh no. And you hadn't arrived yet. Nobody from our team had been there yet. But I just appreciated being able to call down to that front desk and say, I need somebody to come up here with me. I'm feeling a little lightheaded here. And I just, I just want to thank the staff for being so careful, yeah. so attentive, and so kind. So Miss Meredith, Sam, and Aria, I think is her name. Okay. Or yeah, Aria, because yeah, I think yeah. I said uh, Aria at first. Aria, mm-hmm. sweetheart, we thank you. Yeah, we thank you all. We had a lovely time. Yes, we did. We love we love it over there at the Sophie. I'll make sure that we tag them in this episode so that oh, they yeah. can get some love. If you're in Chicago, please, 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 please. make your way to the Sophie Hotel. They That's uh, have right. some beautiful rooms, clean, super disinfected. Yes. A- Anti-COVID. Protocols, Listen. what do you mean? You know, the, no, their proto, their COVID they're, protocols they're pro, were tight. Pro COVID protocols for safety, but they anti what I'm saying the the itchy owies, the hoochie coochies, and right. uh, and mm-hmm. the ooh la las. They don't have none of that over there. They it's mm-hmm. all good and clean, and I appreciate their candor, yes, their service, uh, and their commitment to yes, ensuring that their guests have a wonderful stay with them. They sure did that. They sure did that. So from that experience, we are starting there with our annual. When we were first out on the mic, we always ended up our year with, you know, things that we're grateful for, things that we're looking forward to, Mm -hmm. things that we wish for each other, things that we wish for this space and you too. So we're just going to go through and do that today. Of course, on our hearts and on our minds, we want to encourage you all to do what you need to do to stay safe Mm -hmm. out here. We are in the middle at this time of this recording, we are in the middle of a surge that is just, it is, is taken over. The Omicron variant is upon us and uh, we need to take precaution. It is affecting travel, that is affecting New Year's Eve plans, et cetera. And, but most importantly, it is affecting lives. People, we are in a pandemic still. When we relaunched, it was March, 2020, and that was the beginning of the pandemic. Here we are December, 2021, and we are in the middle of yet another surge. In both Chicago and Michigan, currently hospital emergency rooms are encouraging you to uh, stay well (laughs) and don't come up in here unless you truly are bought by ambulance or have fallen out some other type of way. We love you. You hear us? We love you. And we want us to make it through this pandemic as much as we can. Do your part. We, we are vaccinated. We are boosted. We encourage you and we still mask up. We still wiping down packages. Am I right, sis? Am I right or wrong? Spraying everything that's come. Comp- look. If you move in here, you getting sprayed. Listen, you're going to get the Lysol mist. <laughs> the, the polar baby was like, I just wanted some grapes. <laughs> oh, I thought you had walked outside for a minute. I didn't, I I didn't know. You, I didn't know you had been in this house. I just got to make sure. Everybody. Come on, son. Let me hit you with this uh, good Lysol right here. Good Lysol right here. It ain't going to hurt you. Lord, it ain't going to hurt you or your clothes. Listen, let me tell you, sis, I wear Lysol now like perfume. That, that Chris Lin- Linen is working with my phone. Thank you. Okay. It's, it's smelling delicious. It's smelling it's lemon. Uh, crisp. Smelling very crisp. Yes. Linen. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Let me enunciate. Crisp linen. Yes. It is. It is it's a vibe. It's a vibe for sure. Yeah, I I was just talking about how difficult 
the pandemic has impacted me in 2021 versus 2020. I think yes. 2020, I had the resilience and the perseverance for it. I mm-hmm. was gung-ho about it. 2021, I was tired. And I was tired of, I don't think that I minded or will mind as many new normals as we need to have in order for us to be a functioning and mm-hmm. well, well-placed well society. Mm-hmm. Uh, because certainly there's been a lot of, trauma and loss and one would say negative things that have happened Mm -hmm. but there has been some positive things that have happened in this time too yes Um, and so I don't want to say that it was a total wash right no it wasn't there there was at least for me for us for others some redeeming qualities around this year and we're still here to tell the story amen I'm thankful for that me too but but I will say to you sis that probably around the end of the summer mm-hmm. probably like August mm-hmm. August September October I just was not in the best mental space mm-hmm. and just really had to step away from a lot of things because mm-hmm. uh, I just could not pull it together I was just sad I think I was sad about the fact that I knew that the summer was coming to a close people had already showed they behind and the rates had started to creep back up right around August and September, depending upon where you lived at. I knew yes. these babies had to go back to school and yes. teachers were not prepared, not only physically prepared for what it's going to feel like to have children back in your presence and all of the uh, different types of changes that needed to be made in curriculum mm. design, as well as in the actual learning environment, the physical right. learning environment. But a lot of our teachers were just struggling. No one saw to them or tended to them over this break to see and make sure that they were going to be okay enough to mm-hmm. manage these babies who too were struggling and disassociated oh, and yes, had Lord. lost some skills. And there certainly had been some learning loss. And oh, yes. just a lot of, there's just a lot of moving parts when you disrupt the environment in the way that this virus has. Absolutely. And I just was tired of it. I'm a wanderlust. Normally I'm someplace different every month visiting when it gets cold. I'm someplace warm at least once a month so that I can get a tan so I can feel at least the warmth of the sun on my face. And it's getting into this tough time again for us here in the Midwest where in Michigan, I know that there was some snow yesterday. I look on the forecast for Chicago. We have snow scheduled for later on in the week. <sighs> oh, I so know I just it, right? really spent a lot of time doing some self-care and want to encourage you, if you can, because some people feel like they have to be busy in order to kind of distract them yes. from what's going on in their life. Sometimes removing some of those distractions and just sitting still is a good way to recover and practice your breathing, do some reading, some self-investment, self-care. Yes. Uh, I think some cleaning. Cleaning is therapeutic and cathartic. Lord Jesus. Can we talk about that for a moment? Yes. You and I have had the uh, imprint of Southern grannies and, you yes. know, certainly um, our heritage and background and the church with the notion, sis, that yes. cleanliness is very, very, very next to God. To God. Yes, 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 amen. I made a decision very early on when I got my last whooping about not washing the dishes and not wanting <laughs> to clean up the kitchen, that when I got my own house, A, if there was a dishwasher in it, I was going to use it every single day, even if I didn't do nothing but wash one glass, plate, and spoon or Mm -hmm. fork. I didn't care. I was going to use a dishwasher. And two, I was never going to be in a rush to do the dishes. I just was not going to let that rule me. That's part of my adulting, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But sis, Mm -hmm. do you get a lot of paper at your house? Do you get a lot of mail at you? It just seemed like a lot of flyers and circuit. 
how do I get off these flyers and circulators to this? I don't even look at them. I, I, I every, everything goes right in the trash as soon as I bring it in, unless it's a bill or something. And most bills that I get at this point are electronic. But on the rare occasion that someone is sending me something <laughs> in the mail, I open it up right away. I put the envelope in the trash. Uh, we have a recycling bin, so I put the paper in the recycling bin. I look at the bill to see what it is because more than likely, whatever it is, is something that I could probably access on the internet. So if I know it's something that I can access on the internet, I shred it. If it's something mm-hmm. that I can't access on the internet, for instance, an IRS notice that I received about the changing of filing of one of the businesses. I, I, I then made a copy of it, mm-hmm. placed it into the cloud folder that it belongs in, and then took the original one. And because it came from the IRS, I would keep that. But mm-hmm. everything doesn't get kept. Some things just is maybe notification. And then I filed it. And, and that's how I've been doing it. So okay. I am not a paper person. But I am married to a very handsome pace, paper person. So <laughs> all the papers. He likes all of the papers. He's a mail collector. You know, <laughs> he, he I can kind of relate, brother-in-law. I yeah, can. Yes, yeah. But people <laughs> love the paper because they feel like they have to open the paper and look at the paper. I had to dissociate from the paper because I'm like, <laughs> because what happens is, is you feel like you always have more time than you actually have to look at the paper. And that's where it starts to back to stack up, oh, stack up, stack up, stack up. He's like, oh, I'll look at that later. I'll look at that later. I'll look at that later. That That is my motto. And that is why I am looking at everything now later. Mm-hmm. So I can get it out of here because I'm tired of it. I mm-hmm. don't want this in my house for 2022. And the other thing that you can, trading trading spaces. Okay. The show trading spaces, like the, the preemptive, uh, HGTV of, of sorts, uh, where the, the homeowners would trade spaces and redesign. Oh, yes, I remember that show. Okay, back, yes. back in the day. Genevieve yes. was the name of the designer. Oh, Genevieve, yes, I liked her. Genevieve was one of my favorites. Yeah, she was one of my favorites, too. She had a really tough conversation with one of them neighbors, girl, about <laughs> they, they paperwork stacks, right? Uh-oh. And... She, now the lady was going to the other house to design but she told Genevieve on her way out don't let them touch my papers you Uh-oh. know and it was a whole therapeutic moment and 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 I watched it in amazement with with how gentle Genevieve was with this woman around mm-hmm. her paperwork and wanting to have this paperwork around around her and this fear of if I throw it away then I'm I'm gonna miss something, or I'm gonna need that, or or something. And it was just a really therapeutic <sighs> this is conversation. How hoarding starts. It was a very therapeutic conversation about mm. about if you haven't touched it in years, like years, there's a good chance that I you're know. not gonna ever need it. Whatever it was, it's so old and not useful that you're not going to need it and so she did some exercise with her where she said okay we're going to take one stack of these papers and you tell me if there's anything in this stack that you need to keep mm-hmm. and the lady was going through it and going through it and going through it and she by the end of that she had opened up like 30 or 40 pieces of mail or something and flyers or whatever and she was mm-hmm. like yeah this is all garbage and she was just like what if it's all garbage? And the lady was like, and it was like, you could see the shift. Okay. She was like, it probably is all garbage. And she threw it away. And it was like, I could see the, the heaviness come off of her. Yes. And he showed her all that space that was that available that wasn't occupied by stacks of mail. And she was like, this could be anything. And the lady was like, it could be where my sewing machine goes. <laughs> it, you know, it was so, it was a really therapeutic and tender way to, to help people figure out what their uh, attachment to things are. There's a book too about determining joy in things and mm-hmm. how you purge 
from things in your spaces mm-hmm. is hold the thing for five seconds and figure out do you feel something is it the thing itself or is it the memory of the thing and if it's the memory mm-hmm. of the thing is the memory of the thing attached to a person and if the memory of the thing is attached to the person don't you have other things of that person that mm-hmm. also represents the memory and then if that's the case then you gotta look at the thing that you already have that represents that person and determine if the thing you just touched (laughs) is more representative of the person than the thing that you already have and if it's not then it gets thrown into the good giveaway and if it is then you swap them and it was just like oh it was so fascinating this kind of feeling things to determine the joy that it brought you is it like it's because the thing is joyful mm-hmm. or is it the memory of the thing we need to have her on the show. Uh, yeah it, this has been your clean your house edition <laughs> of the pisces life and this is, and this is not like you just tap dancing all the, i'm just shut up no. in a in a drawer right now just mm-hmm. looking at my things mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's not i know that's a lot of what's in my house though i mean yeah is other people's things you know yes. i've had so many losses and a lot of their things have come here there has been a certain amount of fear because of responsibility i've closed several estates so mm-hmm. their things are here ain't nobody ever gonna say I didn't pay such and such and such take care of such, such 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 you know so whoever this show is I mean it ain't that they wrong it's just that it's just <laughs> it's tough it's, it's tough. so tough. It's tough again this wasn't any judgment because no 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 I, I didn't feel judged you, I just you, felt you I felt seen and I didn't want to be I wanted to be mm, in the corner I'm, I'm equally seen you, you saw <laughs> my dressing room looking like who did it and why uh, and how I had to really step outside of myself and say, yeah. you know what? This is bigger than me. This is above me now, y'all. This is above me. And and that I need a little bit of help to go through things and go through them quickly and get them out the house. And the thing that was really nice about that was, one, somebody, whoever is at uh, getting the... Uh, uh, thrifted items from the Goodwill and Salvation Army over by my house, they about to be real sharp because they got a <laughs> lot of things. I, I hear that. A lot, lot of clothing and things of that nature. But just had to really say to myself, like, we have to stay in order and, and being hyper vigilant about that because I feel better when my workspace is in order. Proper order, girl, yes. And my workspace is inside of my closet space and so Mm -hmm. it has to stay together otherwise I feel a little off and now I got it clean December 1 December 1 is when everything got organized Mm -hmm. in the system and then the show happened and it was trying to get me off my system, child. <laughs> three outfit changes, which is three sets of jewelry, three sets of shoes, purses, such and all of that. And okay. so just getting that back organized after the show and really just focusing on trying to keep the space manageable because mm-hmm. I just feel better. I used to keep that door to that room closed at all times. Oh, I have a closed door now. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so now forcing myself to say I'm going to keep this door open and in order and for me to feel like I don't have to hide the stuff from all the other people then that means that I have to stay together mm-hmm. so may I suggest that maybe you get someone to help you <laughs> see see the help helped me and, and I know was, the help help you. I don't even know who I would ask. It would take money to have the type of help that I would need because I also, I've tried it. You know, I've had a family member who's come over to help me. Next thing you know, we sitting up in the house crying because right. we done came across can, granny's this and so-and-so's he, that. And yes, so it's can, not that. And yeah. then I don't trust strangers like that. It's COVID. You know what? We're going to get back to my house cleaning thing. I, it is on my agenda still. I start ambitiously this week between Christmas and New Year's. I always endeavor to to get things in order. And I, I'm going to do it because I'm ready to, I'm tired. Of, I'm just tired. 
well, I just I, need to get it organized. I, I appreciate your diligence and your focus. I think it's something we both really struggled with this year, especially when we felt like, oh, okay, yeah. being in the spaces, because normally we wouldn't be in the space. Because we would be out in the world, right? <laughs> right? Out in the world, managing our lives. But every day, every day. So even adding to some of that, because we were in our homes every single day. And That's I think so that, I think that this is I think this is helpful to people to hear that yeah. it's okay that it wasn't perfect, right? It's okay. It's so okay that you've identified some some things about yourself that you were not even aware was an issue because mm-hmm. you had to sit with yourself in your homes and had a lot more time to oh, actually yeah. look at like what's happening in your spaces. So again, uh, this time has certainly been challenging for a lot of people, but I've learned some things about myself and mm-hmm. we can get into talking about what we've learned about ourselves or things that we want to do with ourselves and do some recaps. Listen, so the learn about myself is that learning to like my own company when there is no other company available. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? Not being bored with myself. There's always a project or something around here to work on. You know, I'm a writer, creative. I moved some creative things this year. My goal was to get something shopped around by the end of this year, but that didn't happen. But what I'm feeling good about is that I I opened up and shared my writing in a different way with at least some let somebody else see it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I feel good about that. Survivance has definitely kicked off. We are in Survivance Series 2. The announcement, yeah. you've seen that circulating. We are in the Filet of Soul. Yes. Solo event, which is a storytelling event. This is our first foray into that area. So we're excited about that. We took some chances this year in terms Mm. of, you know, going after the off the mic life. We've made some things happen for some local business owners in Chicago area. We've bolstered up a lot of folks that were in the same space that we were in, you know, hey, come along here and help this right here. I know we in a pandemic and we trying to figure out how life is going to go on next. But while we in this space together, let's grow together and do some things. So I'm real proud of that. I'm excited about 2022. It is my first quarter goal now to get my writing actually shopped around. I'm not entering any more contests. You know, pilot season will be upon us. I just don't feel like going through that I'm kind of burned out and we talked about this throughout this season of 2021 where it just doesn't feel like it's real opportunities you know it's usually mm-hmm. folks who get it is you know the screenwriter's assistant or the person that's been getting the coffee but been waiting for somebody to say hey you got a script at home I mean that that is reality there's been a lot of things that have shifted for me I think spiritually I think that me and God are in the better and probably best place than we've been in in a while because you know I was mad at it for a long time long time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um, I think that my prayer life has definitely gotten stronger my faith life has gotten stronger because honey (laughs) there's just been no other way to explain it other than it was some divine intervention on my behalf in this earth and in this world so I'm thankful for so much. I'm not where I used to be, girl. December last year, we had come off of a string of losses and, Mm -hmm. you know, just uncertainty and all of those things. And a few episodes you had said back here, I feel settled in my spirit. I feel a calmness Mm -hmm. in my spirit. And I agree. And Mm -hmm. I've decided that that really is enough for me. I don't care what's going on around me to a Mm -hmm. certain extent. I am committed and I've learned this about myself. Get still within yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, bring that, bring that mind into yourself and really be intentional mm-hmm. with how you move about in this world. And I've even started saying before I leave the house today, Lord, let me be intentional mm-hmm. to be a blessing and to receive a blessing too. 
mm-hmm. whether mm-hmm. that be an act of kindness from a stranger, whether that be, you know what, today they had eggs on sale because last week they wouldn't. Mm-hmm. 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 You know, whatever it is, let me be who I need to be out this door when I walk out of here. Yes, I love that. I really do love the intentionality of, of your of actions, of one's actions in their lives and your actions in your life. I have a question for you, sis. Which yeah. is, this is so fascinating to me, what you just shared. Your walk with God, your mm-hmm. spiritual walk, your spirituality, your mm-hmm. sense of uh, religious being and connectivity. You were upset with God because you... And I'm assuming I'm making an assumption here that mm-hmm. of, because of all the losses, because of the oh, yeah. changes and the losses and 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 all the things that happened. And not seeing my life like this at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, all in, in the grief space, all of that. <laughs> what happened that righted your ship? Um, did you find a, a connection maybe with a church or with a person or with a song? I wants us to be as transparent as possible because Mm -hmm. that may be helpful to other people who are listening who may be going through the very same thing. Absolutely. I I know that I've shared with our audience in previous episodes before our relaunch even, but I think for me, just going back to that early adolescence, getting ready to come out of college and having lost my mother, just dealing with that trauma. And to be honest with you, the pandemic really had a way of sitting me right on down in the middle of it still, you know, and realizing, yes, you've made progress, but where are the big, the big moments? We needed to make some bigger steps because it was affecting my everyday life, my mental health, all of that. And for me, it started with this little prayer group that a friend invited me to And, you know, these were some older sisters, you know, they were very staunch, traditional, Mm -hmm. Kojic women in the faith, but they were the mothering type of spiritual guidance that I needed. And I'm excited that I was invited to that, but it got me talking to God again about things that were on my heart. It got me to looking for my faith and my belief in this, because I'm telling you, it's just been, it's just been. And for me, recognizing that it was not a betrayal to my parents to mm-hmm. or anybody that I've lost to keep living and to live well. <laughs> In fact, it was exactly, you know, people tell you they wouldn't want you to mourn. They wouldn't want you to do that. And you hear that. And yet and still, you may not understand how to get out of it. It's taken therapy. It's taken very much teletherapy. I got to pay them folks now. Mm -hmm. But, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, it's taking being honest with it. It's taking some days there was a lot of screaming up in here. Mm -hmm. Some days there was just having that complete melt down. And really uh, the serenity prayer, you know, to accept what you cannot change. I cannot change that. Mm-hmm. And I was a person that was locked in. I am going to change, you know, mm-hmm. I, girl, it, it was a frenetic situation up in here. I don't even know if that's the right word, but the accepting of grieving the life that I had and the life that I thought I was going to have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and being thankful for the life that I do have. Cause honey, it's been tried to be snuffed out a few times. Girl, mm-hmm. all them doggone car accidents. accidents yeah. Woo, for a while I said, Lord, I, you know, if you want to call me home, you don't have to wreck up a car to do it. I'm happy to just lay down or fall. You know, I, I just, mm-hmm. I really was that honest with God. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to do life like this. Right. There are some moments when I still feel like, oh boy, I, I, don't, I don't want this, mm-hmm. you know, but through it all, I can really say that God has been good to me mm-hmm. in the midst of it all. I think that that's I'm still good. very much on the recovery, you know, grief is a recovery. I think that if we see it, it's not an addiction, but if we see it as that same brokenness and that same sickness, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, we look at how we treat people that grieve in this country. You got three days, three business days yes. to handle the arrangements, the news of so-and-so has died, get things in motion, notify you a business as an employee mm-hmm. of somebody. 
Mm-hmm. It's usually in an HR policy. It's three days. It, it is. Now, if you don't have vacation time, sick time, <laughs> I thank God each time that I lost at least my parent, I just had had you do what you need to do because right. I'm going to be over here. Right. Now, if that right. means you got to get a substitute for have at it <laughs> do what you gotta do it's interesting that you bring that up mm-hmm. um, I, I have two points one there was a buzzfeed article this uh this week uh-huh. from a young lady who had lost her sister mm-hmm. and she worked two jobs she was a, a i think a pa or something on a television mm-hmm. show and then also a, a waitress or something at a dining hall like a banquet hall or something mm-hmm. And when she told the television production company that her sister had passed away tragically and she needed to go to help to manage that, similar to your experience with your places of employment, they were like, hey, mm-hmm. go do what you got to do. We, we'll figure it out on this. End. Yes. The employer of the dining company basically was like, I'm sorry <laughs> that 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 has happened to you but you know we have a 50 uh topper uh event coming up and there's only two people scheduled and now you're leaving me in a lurch and just kind of went into this diatribe about how Mm. her sister's death was an inconvenience to business this business situation (laughs) and she of course put that online she went viral and the person who was her supervisor at that place is her former supervisor and she quit she went to her to the hospital to her sister's bedside and quit that job but then they fired this lady and then uh, the general manager of the place called her and asked her to come back when she was ready to um and i think that you are absolutely right in the way that we manage the transitional time of uh, a loved one's passing mm-hmm. whether it be an immediate family member mm-hmm. a friend a like a family member mm-hmm. even someone you don't know yes so now here's my the cl- my clinical hat coming on today right now <laughs> When you see someone or hear about someone who's passed away that you had reverence for, you may have never spoken to them. You may have never been in community with them, but they had an impact on your life for whatever reason. For Mm -hmm. some, it was like Kobe Bryant. For me, it was Cicely Tyson. Cicely Tyson really profoundly impacted my life I always respected her as an actress and a philanthropist but she played a role so well that it really changed how I saw myself in the world and when you have that type of relationship with someone that you don't know mm-hmm. people tend to clown it people tend to dismiss it so you, you can't go to work and be like I'm gonna enact my bereavement leave for Cicely Tyson <laughs> <laughs> Yo, your boss is not probably going yeah. to adhere to that but we as a feeling people the human in me recognizing the human in you and recognizing mm. that we all uh, are attached to people those that we know personally and those that we don't know personally that impact how we function as a person and that should be respected. I don't think that any HR policy should require that you bring in the the death certificate, death certificate. or oh. the obituary right. to prove. And I worked at a place and had to redo their entire human resources protocol because you had to be mentioned in the obituary to classify that you were, in fact, an appropriate bereavement participant. And I think that how we treat those who lose people that they love, care for, respect, have reverence, for even those who have unfortunately 
been traumatically impacted on the negative side by people who pass away. People like your rapist, people Mm. like your sexual molestation person. Mm. People have lots of feelings. And the fact that we as a society try to narrow the feelings and then timestamp it by three days mm-hmm. <laughs> for mm-hmm. how you manage a grief space, I think is one of the most insensitive things that we as Americans have practiced and have adopted as a practice. Mm-hmm. And I was speaking with a friend about grief and shared that I know someone who attaches their grief to numbers, the Mm. numbers of their parents passing or the numbers of their parents' birthday. So Mm -hmm. if anything's happening in their life around those times, they either avoid it or they embrace it depending upon what's going on. And she Mm -hmm. found that to be just um, torturous. Why would one want to just live their life like that that just seems like you'll they'll never get over it and I told her there's not a day not a day that I don't think about my father what my Mm. father would say what my father would do what where my father would be not a day and some days it's okay and some days it's not but it's not for you who didn't lose my daddy Mm -hmm. to tell me or anyone else how to grieve. Now, certainly we understand that grief does impact your mental health. It impacts your physical health. It impacts your emotional health, your spiritual health. And if it's taking you down to the ground, sister, bruh, and it's impacting your ability to move forward, in life in the way that you can manage then you may need some help we talk about Kanye a lot on this show we talked about that grief space a lot on this show we have talked about his erratic behavior and and some of these changes that we see outwardly that he probably doesn't even recognize internally And I think that we just have to have a greater conversation about grief in this country, sis. And I know that this is something that is on your heart, Mm -hmm. in your field of storytelling, especially having that medical background. And I'm really interested in what you're going to do with it, sis. That's why I I wrapped this story around to say. We're going to do it together. There was a graphic that I came across on Twitter that um, described the circle of grief. I wish that I could find it right now, but it talked about when you realize that there's life after grief, specifically your life. (laughs) Specifically your life, yes. Specifically your life. And um, I think that there's a lot of people that take for granted how it impacts people you know, uh, when a mother passes away, sometimes that's the sole caregiver. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's the person that, you know, um, may be the breadwinner of the family. All of those different things, how they impact. I know a family that got put out of their house because the father died and the mm-hmm. mother did not have a skill to replace or to go out immediately to find work. And so they lived with different relatives. Thankfully they had that, but not everybody has that, you know? So I, in 2022, that I am committed to doing something as, as community to deal with grief, to heal and to get into a space. I think the other thing too, you asked spiritually what Mm -hmm. had happened. It was just a reckoning. I could not hold on to this. Mm-hmm. And hold on to the the life that I was, you know, hoping to have that would move me out of the grief space. I couldn't hold on to both. Not like that. They were too out of balance. Yeah. So letting go of that grief and adding in the joyful things, adding back to, you know, even relationships that nourish and support and encourage and all of those things. You know, there was just a time where I was in the vacuum of 
me, myself, and I, alone with grief and depression and brokenness. And I I had stopped talking to so many people and just went so underground. People literally thought that I moved, like wasn't in the same place anywhere. Yeah. But anyway, enough about that. My hope for anybody listening to us is that you'll stay with us because we've got some things coming to help uh, tell your story and share your story and get to that space of living yes. life after grief. Yes, yes. Very excited about mm-hmm. the upcoming projects that are, are happening. And I really, one of the things that I learned this year about myself is seeing myself differently mm. without a fear filter. I think that for most of my 40s, I would say that it's been lived in a very controlled way. Even though mm-hmm. I am such a free spirit, mm-hmm. the world is so big I, I big, I acknowledge that it's large so I can Correct. butterfly around and flutter around <laughs> in lots of places because the world is large. But right. even in that fluttering, there is still some lands that I would not journey into because my fear filter uh, prevented me from doing so. Mm-hmm. And so during this time, these last three months of, the, of this calendar year, I've been pulling back some fear filters that I think have been holding me down, clipping my wings mm. and really just trying to see myself differently without the fear on me because wearing that fear coat makes you look different act different talk different be different Mm -hmm. and not that I wasn't being genuinely me I just wasn't being the best me that I think that I could have been if I didn't have such restrictions placed on myself self-imposed no one put them on me they just I think I put them on myself to feel more comfortable because having more control over one's life and especially one's creative content is something that I think we both struggle with. And I just have decided that I'm going to try it. <laughs> I'm going to dip my toe in the, the fearless world for okay. years. And I got one year to do all of the things that I said I would never do and that I was too scared to do and no, not me. And, you know, a lot of people be like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, not me. And they do it because they scared of doing it. So they then turn it into a, mm-hmm, I would never do that. I could never do that. And, and, and all of that. I'm placing little limitations on my life. And I'm going to do some things in 2022 that I, have secretly probably always wanted to do but just was too afraid to pursue or to do or experience and Mm so I'm going to try to live 2022 as fearless as possible now this is not meaning that sis is going to be jumping off no bridges or out no plane so it's not going to be doing (laughs) that no 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 not on your list not on my list (laughs) of things to to test my fear fear about but just like (laughs) pursuits like and so I'm just I just am speaking speaking it out Mm -hmm. like I I want to write a play oh yes and see it on Broadway oh yes I want to be an executive producer on somebody's television program or film short or documentary oh yes I I want to act again, voice and otherwise. I do my stage performances and all the rest of that, but I ain't, y'all, I ain't out here on these IMDb streets. I'm not out here trying to be an extra on any of the Chicago shows because (laughs) the fear was saying, sis, no, (laughs) get on this Mm -mm. podcast, stay on this podcast. This podcast is safe. It's safe on this podcast. Stay behind the mic. Stay behind (laughs) the mic. So I am really putting myself forward, getting the headshots done. Y'all know I can't stand taking nobody's pictures. I don't like it. I don't like (laughs) being on nobody's camera. I don't want to do it. 
but I'm going to do it. And I'm giving myself a year. And I believe that the universe is applauding me. I, I believe that the ancestors is stomping their feet and shaking it up. They like, finally, girl. Girl. Share yourself a little bit more with the world. So I like that. I love what you said, getting out of your own way and out of your fear zone and into something wonderful could truly happen if we took the time. Yes. Yes. Took the time and the energy to accept it, believe it, and work on it. And I think that, yeah, it's on. I, I love that for you. I do. It's on. Stepping out of that way. Stepping out of that way. Sis. Yes. What is something you want to do more of in 2022? More of? Yes. Ooh. More uh, of. Let's, let's, let's move from the deficit perspective and let's go from the other perspective. What do you want to do more of? You know, I really hadn't thought about that because it's just been like nothing to do mm -hmm. um maybe more reading instead mm. of watching all the time yeah um I watch tv you know and then dissected all that stuff but sometimes I just watch just to be watching it you know mm -hmm. but do more reading I want to utilize my area library a lot more that I did get a library card during the pandemic and ain't checked out nothing, sis. Mm -hmm. But they have so many uh, electronic resources and, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. Now it's not the physical book takeout, you know, that type of thing. It, it is still, you can still do that, but there's yeah. so many computerized things, music, videos, movies, those, all types of things. Mm -hmm. So I want to do that. I want to do more things that enrich me intellectually and creatively yes. and practice those things. I think wow. that I've been really good when you talked about fear. What if I really do write a New York seller's best times, mm -hmm. you know, novel, and then it blow up and, you know, next thing you know, they want to make it a movie and then it's a, oh, so I just better not write anything or let me, let me write it, but never show anybody it, you know, that type of thing. So when you were saying getting out of your way with that and stepping out of that comfort zone, when you're a creative person, I always think about Erica Badu mm -hmm. that gets into, now keep in mind that I'm an artist no, I'm <laughs> and I'm sensitive about my ish, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you are but such a getting... gifted writer. Oh, oh audience, you, audience, audience, friends, friends, listeners, <laughs> new guests. Hey, y'all, everybody who is paying attention to this podcast right now. I Am Just Leticia is one of the greatest writers and not just academic, like storytelling, insight. She know a whole lot of words. I only know like a <laughs> few words. So if you read my book, it's going to be real fifth grader-ish and that's fine. But she got big intelligence and the way that she's able to narrate a story is amazing I want to read whatever you write I want to go to whatever movie they're gonna base your New York's bestsellers book on <laughs> I, I believe that that it can happen I Amen. I believe I that it, I believe it for myself because I've seen it and I've experienced it and I do read and some of that didn't made it to the New York sellers bestsellers Girl. list no shade against the people that's there because I ain't there yet. So this is not me hating on your situation. Mm -mm, I'm just saying I've read some of this woman's work and oh yeah, woman's work. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Shout out to Maxwell. I've, hey. read, I've read this woman's work and I know that it is amazing and it's just this is looking to get to the right place but sis okay we gonna do it if we we're gonna can, do it can we talk, we're putting ourselves out there in 2022 can we talk a little bit about gatekeeping Ooh, mm, bring it up what, I posted this on the twitter and I said like I want to do these things. I want to write. I want to direct. I want like, mm -hmm. but we're from the Midwest. We, we, our, our parents were working people 
and anti-Hollywood or anti, you know, entertainment. And I don't even know where to start. So similar to how you started the top of this episode mm-hmm. with you have to know somebody or you have to already be famous and then you can do whatever you want to do. Like you started as a rapper. Now you're an actor. Now you're a podcaster. Now you are involved in commercials. Now you're is it, right. is, is it just popularity? Is it, you know, who you know? Like, audience, listeners, what, if you are looking to break into something new, how do you go about doing that? Like, yes. do, you, do you have to get blown up? Do you, you know, like, does someone have to give you a nod? I, I don't, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. how, how do how do we get into, how does my music get into a, the next Lisa Ray movie? How do you become a writer in the writer's, writer's yes. room? How does that happen? I don't know. Do you have to know Princess? Do you have to know Issa? Uh, does uh, Yvonne Orji, d- did she hear about something and then she mentioned it to Issa and that's how you right. get in? Like, <laughs> right. Carlos King, where he hang out at? We could even do some reality treatments. Do do you, you know? Think, do you think we are limited because we are in the Midwest? Do you think that we have to move in order to be in the space? You know, anytime you talk to anybody who's in the business, they always want to tell you to get to LA, get to LA, get to LA. Well, you know, okay, so I get to LA and the very first Next thing I hear is be prepared to be homeless. <laughs> Struggled. I mean, most of the start, Tyler Perry, he was homeless. He was in the car. T- Tiffany yeah. Haddish, yeah. she was homeless, taking the bus. Her car got repossessed. Yeah. When she got her first gig, uh, I forget what movie, the first job she said she had really booked. And she said, honey, I knew that I had a bus pass in my pocket. Mm-hmm. that my new job, my new movie I was on had booked for me yeah. or had given me just in case my car was repossessed. And it happened. Her car was repossessed. She talked about that on her stint as uh, the host of Kids Say the Darndest Things. Mm-hmm. What's her name? She played on Good Girls. She had talked about starting a GoFundMe and asking for friends. She was sleeping on a friend's couch. Yeah. She was watching a friend's baby. And then she got the call for Parks and Recreation. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so many of these, I'm almost broke. Jason Momoa, Aquaman. Mm-hmm. He said him and Lisa Bonet. Now he said himself, he didn't mention Lisa, mm-hmm. but you know, he said things were tight. They were looking at savings gone. They were looking at, dang, you know, I can't even get a call back for this. And then all of a sudden he said he was down to his very last yeah and then Aquaman came through and look at it now you know okay so but that's not every story that's not every story who have been ushered in so it's just like can we be between the struggle bus and the Girl, get us in that space, okay? Can we just find that? What's, uh, that, what's that lane called? <laughs> yeah, and you know, I, I firmly believe, let me meet Prentice, okay? Out here somewhere. Let me see a Carlos King. Let me run into Mr. Tyler Perry. Because I guarantee you I'm worth a conversation at least. Do we need to take a billboard out and get Mr. Tyler Perry's attention like old girl did? She sure got booked. Ain't she on Sisters? Ain't that your show? She on something. She She on on, I think she's on Sisters. Uh, oh, full of something, something it worked. Yeah, let me find out. I don't know what we gotta do, but you know, it's um I don't know, sis. Do we? I don't know. Do we? We're, do we gonna we figure it out. That I do know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I figure like, do we? Just, that I do know. Do we take like a thirty day trip to L.A.? Listen, do we get? Is that the show? Thirty days for the aunties to make it or break it. We need to find somebody to sponsor that. We should drive cross country because I ain't ready to fly yet. Yes, and mm, with, the, with with the old Marion. Oh, oh Lord, <laughs> black okay. folks, we done read. <laughs> You can't be Omarion and in the airport right now. It's dangerous. Listen, you cancel that tour. <laughs> yes, yes. Ooh, that that touch. That was that was my jam. Oh Girl. baby, by the way. Oh baby, by the way. That Pharrell. Come on, Pharrell. Hey. 
Come on, mm-hmm. Pharrell. Pharrell, Pharrell, I believe that you want to invest in us. I believe that. Somebody. Ugh. We I just wish... We- I just we wish I had lottery money. I just wish I had lottery girl, money. Girl, I sure money. tried to get in it. That Powerball shot up, girl, for Christmas. Shot up. And two people good. out of North Carolina got it. Mm-mm-mm. Bless your hearts. We're so happy for you. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. I, I really am, sis, looking forward to 2022. I know that the pandemic is still upon us and we got a ways to go to make our way up out of it. Lord, yes. But I am... I am really hopeful. I am. I have a lot of good, hopeful energy on me. Me too. I am doing a lot of necessary self care, which this is this is the return to center for me. For those mm. of you who were longtime Pisces Life listeners, you know that I used to do the spice of the day, the spice of the episode, and I've gotten away a little bit from my holistic life and. I'm returning to it and I'm finding my way back and it feels good. So I am really energized and looking forward to what's coming up. And we're going to take you along with us as we continue these journeys here on the Pisces Life. And as you remember, if you've been listening, we're going to do a pivot in 2022 with this show. Yes. We're turning the Pisces Life, pivoting it, rebranding it at Survivant. And that's a lot of fun. So we still got a little bit of work to do, but it's moving along and we're we're thankful for it. And sis, of course, super thankful for you. Oh, what, super thankful for what, you right back. What a good testimony of friendship and sisterhood yes. and being able to work with people you love and admire people you love and yes. cheer on the people that you love. It's a, a good good making uh of a we should be a movie we should definitely be a movie i think that people would be really interested on that long road (laughs) from blogging to podcasting to podcasting to not podcasting to back to podcasting to working on a project together yes I, i really appreciate uh us being able to be obedient and come back together and shout out to the good sis who who was uh making the the she she is the impetus for us circling back to each other yes thank you she said, I miss y'all. We said we miss each other's too and y'all too. Which was and great. And the rest is there. And so. the rest is history. So yes. we ready for you 2022. Watch your neck. Watch, Watch your back. Watch your neck, right? Because yeah. uh, everything that's meant for me, I'm like that, uh, what that preacher say the other day, honey, ain't no devil in hell going to stop what God got for me. No pandemic neither. Mm. Come on, come on. Won't he do it? Die. Won't he do it? Oh, you know, and I also read shout out to Bishop T.D. Jakes. Hmm. He's been doing some really good messaging. Putting the messages this. out in the air. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's been good. It's been encouraging. I love the fact that he is about the business also of uh, you know, sharing and giving and helping people during this tough time. Awesome. I've been listening to him a little bit more. Yeah, I've been listening to a lot of inspiration, a lot yeah. of just good messaging, good words. Yes. And it's helping a lot. It is. So I agree. We encourage you to find the thing that works for you and keep on keeping on. Mm-hmm. And we are looking forward to seeing all y'all on the other side. Yes, 2022. We welcome you. Come on in here and act right. (laughs) (laughs) That was that was the asterisk. (laughs) If you're coming on in here, act act right. right. (laughs) Since you're coming anyway, (laughs) since you're coming anyway, you might try not to bring me no bad news. Yeah. No bad news. No bad news. No bad news, girl. That's what we need. The Pisces Life musical. Listen, 
child. It will be sold out all over. Maybe that should be our first Broadway show. Two fish living that mm. dream. Mm. 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 You know, ain't nobody had a funky fresh podcast intro song mm. like us. So it's I don't care. It's timeless. Yeah, they ain't timeless. good at like us. And on that note, <laughs> let's float on out of here to Thank our people. song, sis. We'll see you next year. Peace and love, y'all. Peace. Two fish living in a dream. One swimming up, one swimming downstream. The Pisces life. The Pisces life. Two fish living in a dream. One swimming up, one swimming downstream. The Pisces life. 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 The Pisces life.